We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This week on the Garage Beers Podcast. Well, it's week one of NFL football has come and gone. We might not want to talk about it, but we're going to. The Browns got stomped by the Ravens. Uh, So we're going to talk about that. Other action from the NFL. Plus, uh, news continues to roll in on college football on the Big Ten. And to talk about that with us, we have got none other other than the defensive MVP from the 2015 National Championship, Ohio State Buckeyes, Tyvis Powell joins us in the garage. All that plus our garage beers of the week. So come on up the driveway, pull out your favorite lawn chair, crack open your favorite cold one, and join us for Garage Beers. Hello and welcome, everybody, to episode 28 of the Garage Beers podcast. With you, as always, right here, Michael Keefe on the west side of Cleveland. You can find me on Twitter at Garage Beers Mike. Uh, and again, if you want to find the show all over social media at the garage beers on Twitter and on Instagram, you can also find us on Facebook. We do fun stuff on there. Chad posts funny pictures. You're going to want to join us for that stuff. <laughs> and speaking of Chad, again, as always, joining us from the east side of Cleveland, uh, he goes by Chad Exotic. Chad Meyer, what's going on, Chad? Oh, nothing much, guys. I am uh, just sitting here out of my porch. It's a little chilly. It's a little cool. It's a little crisp. It's but, great. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I got, yeah, the, I got, I, I got the Stanley Cup playoffs on the tube. We're good. Oh, so good. So at least one time this episode, your attention is going to be totally gone. <laughs> oh yeah, I will, I will, I will, I will black out. I will, I will, I will black out with my eyes open. That's all right. It, it happens. You know what? I'm out in the garage too. I got a sweatshirt on, some pants. This is perfect weather. You couldn't ask for anything better up here. What's what's the temperature even? Some sixty. It is nice and chilly. Nice. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's nice. And let's send it down to Nashville, Tennessee. Our next co-host, as always, Joey Whalen. You can find him. Oh, Chad, I didn't even say this for you. You can find Chad on Twitter at Garage Beers Chad. Same thing on Instagram. So find him there too. Yeah. Yeah. But Joe, if you want to find him on Twitter at Garage Beers Joe. What's going on, Joey Whalen? I have recaught the cooking bug of the stay-at-home <laughs> period. Oh, God. Um, but I made some bomb things this week. I made uh, some homemade beef jerky yesterday or Sunday. Okay. Yeah, Sunday. Okay. Oh, so good. Homemade beef jerky. I made some ribs okay. tonight. Uh, made some rosemary salt. Just kind of like a little seasoning to put in the uh, back pocket there. 
and uh yeah we're, just, we're we're grilling grilling here it makes, it makes yeah. me nervous because the last time you cooked something you were dramatically late to the podcast because it was bacon <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but a, the bacon bad encounter with bacon. <laughs> the bacon I made was phenomenal, so I would do it again. Absolutely, hours and hours of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Well, we're going to have a ton of fun here on the podcast again. Uh, we got just in a little bit here. Tyvis Powell coming up. He's going to talk to us. Well, we're going to talk to him, obviously, a little bit about his run to the national championship with the Buckeyes back in 2015. We're going to talk about his take on what's going on in the big 10. I know, uh, I think Chatty's going to agree with you more than me, but that's okay. Uh, and plus <laughs> we'll, we're going to break down week one in the NFL with him as well. So uh, it's going to be a good time. But before we get to that, as always, we've got our garage beers of the week and we will kick that off down in Nashville, Tennessee with Joey Whalen, who's, I think he's got something a little special for us. Yeah. We're going to bring for the first time, since Chad's Pink Whitney, uh, we're going to bring some liquor into the podcast here. So we're going to start Joe's Drink Corner, some shit like that. I don't know. <laughs> it's a running title. It's a running Joe title. Joe's, Joe's, cocktail, Joe's Cocktail Corner. Yeah, Ooh, Joe's Cocktail Joe's Corner. Cocktail, Ooh, cocktail uh, hour. So, so we'll do this once a month where I'll uh, prepare a drink of my own recipe and or whatever recipe I find that week. And uh, I'll share with you all um we'll post it on all of our socials but this week i have just your classic homemade tequila so i used uh for my tequila i'm sorry oh. classic homemade margarita there it was i, I was, was like, like wait a minute I, I was like where is i was like where is the agave farm no <laughs> he's got will, it in his he's got an illegal we will get to homemade gin at some point um i have homemade uh made gin at home before which is really fun but homemade margarita you can tell i've had one of these already there it is um so do 1800 tequila, Contro, simple syrup, a full lime. Um, absolutely fantastic. You shake it up. Um, it is exquisite. Um, so we'll post that recipe on our socials. And uh, yeah. And thanks for coming in, everybody, to Joe's Cocktail Hour. Next week, it's Cosmos with Co Cosmos. <laughs> I need a theme song for that. You know what? It sounds good. We're going, hey, you know what? It's, it's could be a, uh, tonight we're recording on Tuesday. We usually record on Wednesday, but Tuesday this week, it's kind of like, uh, it's like Taco Tuesday, but you've got your tequila, tequila Tuesday. I'm down. I, I'm not even kidding. You should put some soft jazz behind that. <laughs> like, Ooh, yeah, I can do that. Joe's Cocktail Corner. Joe's Deal. Cocktail Hour. Deal. Uh, yeah, love it. All right, so Joe's got margaritas flowing over there, uh, which is exciting. I'm excited for like a once-a-month Joe's cocktail hour, a cocktail corner, whatever we're calling it. That's sweet. Uh, Chad, what are you drinking yep. over there on the east side? Well, I went to the Brooklyn Brewery. I mean, I didn't go to Brooklyn Brewery because it's in Utica, New York. But uh, it's my first pumpkin ale of the year, guys. It's the, yeah. it's the Post Road Pumpkin Ale from uh, Brooklyn right. Brewery. It's nice. It's uh, it's, it's nice. very, it's nice. It's it's got uh, very subtle pumpkin flavoring. Um, it's not overwhelming at all because I'm not a huge pumpkin flavoring fan, but uh, I like it. I like it. It's good. All right. So that's a that's an exciting one. Don't forget to send me your picture of that so we can post it for all the people to see. No worries. All right. So that leaves me with my garage beer this week, and I'm bringing it to Northeast Ohio, specifically the Akron area, to one of my favorite breweries. I think one that gets overlooked a lot in this area because of all the all the Cleveland breweries, really. 
but what one of the great breweries in the area, Hoppin' Frog Brewery down in the Akron area. Uh, and I'm going like dessert style with my beer tonight. And oh, baby, is it a big old beer. Uh, I bought the Double Chocolate Cherry Oatmeal Stout. And it Ooh, is, man. it's heavy on the cherry, it's heavy on the chocolate, uh, and again, it's like an 8% beer, but I was telling you guys before, it kind of tastes like, it tastes like it's a 12 to 14% beer, uh, but it is really good, it's a bit heavy, so it's not a fast drinker, not that I won't drink it fast, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, found it over here on the west side and decided to roll with it so uh yeah double chocolate cherry oatmeal stout by hop and frog is my garage beer of the week most of your beers are so dark and so heavy it's just gotta like sit in your stomach but like 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 i don't no, know it usually comes out like, 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 how, like how bloated do you feel after you drink most of the beers that you drink nope uh when you drink as many of them as oh, i do okay yeah, it's kind of like eating celery, really. It just does nothing to you. <laughs> does nothing. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. It's an, acquired, it's an acquired beer belly. I got it. All right, so that was Joe's Cocktail Corner. And that was also Garage Beers of the Week. So, hey, to you guys in, on the east side and down in Nashville, and to you, the listener, we say cheers. Go ahead and share with us your Garage Beer of the Week this week. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, give us any suggestions you got. All right. And now we are really, really excited to welcome in, uh, yet another amazing special guest, somebody that we are feel very lucky to have on the podcast. Uh, if you're a Buckeye fan, you're going to know this name. Uh, if you're a Clevelander, you're going to know this name, a Bedford native, uh, a a multi-year starter at safety for the Buckeyes. And, uh, you might know him best as the defensive MVP of the 2015 national champion ohio state buckeyes and now he's the host of the no cap <laughs> podcast which we're going to talk about a little bit let's bring in tyvis powell tyvis what's going on man nothing much i appreciate y'all for letting me come on the show and talk with y'all heck yeah we're gonna have we don't have any fun on this show so i hope you're expecting no we change that right now tyvis man tyvis just think npr energy just we just have a beer <laughs> you know what? After a couple of those beers, that the truth will come out, won't it? <laughs> oh, there, there will be some. There will be some no cap after a couple of beers. Yes, there it is. We're getting all. We're gonna. You're gonna have to pay us by the end of this for all hey, the references. Yeah, I like to be authentic. You know, I got my own podcast called No Cap because we want to be authentic and want to be real on there. Yeah, oh, sure, sure. All right. So my first question for you, Tavis. You know, I gave you, like, there was a lot to cover in that intro, <laughs> and there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about, but I just listened to your latest No Cap oh. podcast episode. What'd you think of it? From beat, oh, it was, well, I got, I don't know, I, I don't know if I have an <laughs> argument for you or not. Sounds you, like he has one beef. He has you one got a pro- beef. Oh, man. What, okay, so answer this question honestly. Right. Would you have a problem with boneless wings if they weren't called boneless wings? No, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. If they were just because they're chicken nuggets. tenders, nuggets, right? Nuggets, chicken, like saucy tenders, nuggets. Know? But like, like there's no such thing as a boneless wing. Like, it's like a wing has bones in it. So it's like you know, if it's not had no bones, it's considered a nugget or a chicken tender. So that's my hey, that's hey, my bro. only issue with it. I'm not saying that I knock it. You know, I, every now and then I like <laughs> I like to switch it up every now and then. Get some boneless wings every now. Well, nuggets every now and then. I should say. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, man, boneless wing nuggets have just shaped this dad bod for years. All right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't Sculpting even bring that, that up. Masterpiece. Tyvis, Tyvis is a new dad. You're going to get to know all about that, man. Yeah. 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 Welcome yeah, to dad so, bod town. You know what? I didn't realize how real that is. That's really like a thing. Like this dad body thing. It's like yeah. I put on like five pounds and I can't lose it. I've been working out like crazy and I can't get rid of it. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine yeah. like three years from now when you don't even care that much. <laughs> no, Five see, pounds, that's the thing. Pounds, 15, I, you know, I want, I want to try to look like how I did when I met my girl, my fiance. So I like trying mm -hmm. to keep up with that look. I get, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess when, when, when my playing days is officially over, then that's when I just, you know, I ah, forget it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You gotta work got to work extra hard days. to keep that shape, man. Extra hard to keep that shape. That's for sure. Well, that's a, it's a trap, isn't it? Yeah, it's a trap. I'm when you grow finding out the hard way. When my wife was pregnant, she just all she would want was ice cream. So I'm not going to go pick her up an ice cream and not have one myself. <laughs> it's a trap. See, that's that's just, that's what I fell into. I was, yeah. you know, like well, I guess I got I might as well eat too. And <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's stick with the food issues because I've had to re I've had to reevaluate friendships on this all right okay look how crispy do you guys like your bacon i like my pretty crispy you know yeah right little Extra. crunch little crunch yeah with some crunch on it for sure someone said someone someone today told me like oh no because they had like a scale of like rubbery bacon to like to like extra extra crispy bacon and i'm and, and someone was like yeah i like the rubbery style i'm like you might as well just eat a, like a bag of rubber bands then man <laughs> No, I yeah, need to yeah. break it apart like a cracker. Like, it's got to snap right in half. Yeah. Right. Now, no, no, don't get me wrong. I eat it. I eat the rubbery one, too. Well, yeah. I, I mean, it's bacon. <laughs> right. I mean, I want to say it's oh. bacon. It, it don't matter how I come on and eat it. <laughs> bacon, oh, 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 I, probably would, I probably would eat bacon-flavored rubber bands. It's fine. Uh, yeah. I, and then, I and then like, on the other side. Go ahead, I, like go ahead. When I like when people are like, oh, God, I'm sorry. I burnt the bacon. I'm like, I'll just take that plate. That's yeah, that's the best thing. <laughs> I'm about to oh, say, good. you did right. I'm good with that. <laughs> okay, and, and then there's another one. Let me know if you guys uh, agree with this. You've got to be like a special kind of asshole to get a well-done steak. Oh, yeah, well. That's well, if that's the case, that's you cool. might as well just get a burger, right? Who goes right. to a steakhouse to get a well-done steak? You might as well go get right. a burger. Get just, yeah, we're just, all on the same page just, here. Get yourself a piece of cardboard and, <laughs> and grill that up. And it's basically the same thing, man. No Ooh, good, how about good, good I don't think I had a well-done steak since I, I, I had a well-done steak since I was like 12, maybe. Nah. Oh. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a, that's a been, kid shit. A, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> that's some kid shit. Uh, need that flavor. I got a good recommendation for you because I know you're doing a lot of your podcasts, uh, the No Cat Pod. I know you're doing that a lot at uh, B-dubs down in the Columbus area. Uh, uh, yes, I am. If you like your wings crispy, because I like crispy wings. Yeah. If you like your wings crispy, B-dubs, ask them for the 18-minute wings. I didn't know that that was an option. Crispy wings? That's an option? Yeah, ask for the 18-minute wings. It takes longer to cook, but it is amazing. I, you know what? Ooh. I show him about to do it this Friday. I'm showing him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm about to, to say, Make I got to write that. that. I, I got to jot that down. 18 minute <laughs> wings. 
18 minute wings. You will not regret it. I, uh, I want to hear, I want to hear your review when you do your podcast. I got you. I'm going right. to do it right on the podcast. <laughs> All right. That's one of those, like, that's one of those like hidden menu things, like Chipotle, like, like the things not on the menu that you can, yeah, I you can ask that's for. Why when, he, when he said it, I'm like, is that a thing? I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. They'll know exactly right. what you're talking about too. Okay. Well, yep. looking forward to that. There it is. All right, well, we, we didn't have you on just to talk food, although I think with this crew, we probably could do that all <laughs> night. Uh, um, but let's talk about you a little bit. Obviously, a Cleveland guy, you went to Bedford High School, uh, uh, obviously a football star there, and then you chose yeah. OSU. So, so being a Cleveland guy, being an Ohio guy, obviously the first question is, did you know all along you wanted to be a Buckeye? Absolutely. Okay, so it, it came to me when the – when the um, Buckeyes played Miami in the uh, national championship. And after they won that game, I was like, ah, that's where I want to go to school at. So from that moment on, that's kind of like was my, became my dream school. Yeah. All right. See, that's good to know. Cause I think a lot of people, they played off. Like I didn't know until like they recruited me or until this or that. And you came in, right. You came in urban's first year, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. So that had to be exciting too. Right. Absolutely. You know, yeah. You you hear stories about Urban and you don't really know, but you know he's a good coach because obviously you know you you seen what he did at Florida and whatnot, so you know who he is. You know he's an Ohio guy, and you know he's probably the right choice for the job. But when I got there, like they were, you know, they, they had just went six to seven, and he was doing his um, it was like a cleansing period. Yeah, he was trying to get weed out the bad people that didn't want to be there type thing, and. It was like we did these four AM workouts in the oh. in the snow. It was outside oh. in the it was in the snow. So I'm like, as a as a as a kid coming in out of high school, I'm thinking like, oh man, this is this. So this is how the college workouts are. Like I guess this is what we do. And everybody, everybody that's been there, like, hey man, this is some BS. Like I yeah. can't believe he got us doing this. So I was so naive. I was like, okay, well I guess we just gonna be a hard trained team where we just like oh. train outside in the cold and whatnot. So yeah, that my my first time being nervous was that was how my introduction with him was. <laughs> did it work? Did it weed people out? It definitely did. It was a bunch of people that said, you know, that that transferred and went other places and whatnot. But yeah, but I mean, it wasn't a lot. It was kind of like a handful of people that left. Can't imagine. But yeah, I guess I guess <laughs> if you were like, hey, set your alarm for three, be out on the field at four, I'd be like, you know what? <laughs> I could get into computer <laughs> software. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I definitely, you know, the business school is a good thing at Ohio State. Yeah. I think I might go ahead and take that on. Ain't for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, you go into the business. Uh, what time's your earliest class? Four a.m. Yeah. No? All right. Cool. Sign me up. So, yeah. It, yeah, it was wild, man. You know what? It ended up working. He ended up getting the the bad guys or the people that didn't want to be there out and. I think, well, we went 12 and 0 the first season. So, yeah, obviously yeah. the plan worked. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, did any school, I know you wanted to go to Ohio State. Did any school make the decision tough for you, though? Michigan State did. They did they? they were, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Pat Narduzzi did a great job of doing uh, recruiting, and he definitely wanted me to flip. And it was a couple of times I was like, eh. But then I got to thinking, like, oh, come on, man. I'm from Ohio State. This is like a once in a lifetime chance. Like, there's, <laughs> right. you just can't pass this up. <laughs> every, kid, every kid who grows up in Ohio. No, I said, you can't, okay, pass, on, you can't pass this up. No way. I don't know the people. There's a lot of people that grow up in Ohio. I was just talking to a guy today. <laughs> Grows up in Ohio, hates Ohio State. I just don't understand how. Like, I don't, 
and then and then you attempt you be a, a fan of the team up north, so you so you like losing is what you're saying. Like it, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. It makes like no a, sense to me. It's not, just, and it's that's not. What, that's what. It's not like Ohio State people are like cocky. I mean, we just know we go in, so like, it's not a cocky thing <laughs> if it's the truth, right? I think in Cleveland it's a lot because there's a lot of like Irish Catholics in Cleveland and they love Notre Dame. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm Notre Dame. I don't understand any of that. Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame yeah. hasn't been Notre Dame since the '90s, so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the only time the only since time Rudy. I ever root for Notre Dame is when they play Michigan. Like that's the only time. Yeah, time yeah it's kind of that's kind of true, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. And I'm not even like, again, I, I have other, I went to a, I went to a, like an SEC school that I'm a fan of. And that's probably my number one team. But like, I'm an Ohio State fan. I grew up here. I like Ohio State. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. I don't, I don't, I don't understand what people would be like, like a, a somebody that grows my, ah, I don't like, I don't want to go there. Like, you're lying. <laughs> you, you're lying. If you say you don't want to go, you don't want to go a place where you go win and compete for national championships. You don't want to do that. Like that makes absolutely yeah. no sense. No sense. All right, so you get down to Ohio State. Uh, you back up. Or, so you redshirt your first year. Yes. And then your your redshirt freshman year, basically, you back up Philly Brown. Uh, you play a lot, but you're not starting. And then your second year, you come in and you're starting. And... I, I mean, I started at nickel. So and okay. I backed up. I backed up Pitt Brown. Okay. Philly Philly play receiver Pitt safety i backed up it but i started at nickel technically so i mean i i guess i you can consider me a starter because we, we ran nickel semantics thomas but your second year uh playing yes uh, that's that's the big year that's 2014 2015 right yeah that's what i'm and, starting at safety yeah i mean can do you ever look back and just think about like if you don't remember the defense, I mean, we won't even talk about the offense right now, but do you even, re- like, if you look back at that defense, uh-huh. Joey Bosa, Michael Bennett, yeah. Adolphus Washington, yeah. Darren Lee, yeah. Curtis Grant, uh-huh. Apple, Von Bell, like. Oh, yeah. Durant. What? Yeah, I can remember all, I remember all 11 of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that was all right. I mean, it was all right. Oh, time was, is foul. It, time it, is foul. Okay. There were some decent names in there, you know. It did okay. Yeah, a couple <laughs> guys. It did all right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, yeah, it was it was ridiculous how talented like that team was, and then to think about like the next year, like we was even talented, and then to keep thinking like every year it just seems like the defense and just the recruiting at Ohio State is just the players that come is just unbelievably really good. Like they turn out to have great careers at <laughs> Ohio State and go to the NFL, and now they're breaking contract records where we got the highest paid running back and the highest paid receiver and D line. That's the crap. We didn't have ridiculous. Oh, by the way, oh, by the way, also Ezekiel Elliott, Michael Thomas, Cardale, obviously. No, I'm Devin saying it's just, like, <laughs> just Yeah, it's it's crazy. And that's the thing about going there. Another reason why I don't understand why people don't want to go there. You go against like some of the like best talent in the world. So like in practice you see like you go against the hardest person you probably gonna see all <laughs> So like, if you know if you could comp- compete with this guy and do good against him, you're probably going to be pretty good for the rest of the year. So, I yeah, I don't, yeah, for sure. We, I, it, it's special to go there for sure. Now, what what was your take? What's your take on like how big of an impact did Urban have from a recruiting standpoint? I mean, I know he did, but like, you know, because because for instance, like Jim Jim Tressel originally recruited you, correct? Absolutely, he's the one who gave me my offer. Yeah, and he, you know, obviously he, you know, was 
he didn't seem to get players from a lot of other states. You know, he it, it seems like he mostly concentrated on the Midwest. Absolutely. But it seems like it seemed like Urban was just had a national yeah, yeah, national yeah. reputation. How big of an impact did having Urban Meyer have it, uh, in recruiting? I think I think it was huge because he. I mean, think about it. We wouldn't have had like uh, Ezekiel Elliott or Joey Bosa or or Michael Thomas or something like that. We wouldn't have had those guys because. You know, they was all from other states and they actually play like a huge part of our success. So I think him being able to go to the South or to the West and recruit some of those guys from California and Texas and Florida and stuff like that. I think that's also he does a great job at that. I mean, it's definitely helping our university. I mean, they're not from Ohio, but after being at Ohio State, they might as well say they're from Ohio because everybody <laughs> they, we adopted them, basically. And they all yeah. we love yeah. them forever. So. All right, so let's talk about that run a little bit because the first thing I'm going to – obviously, you guys undefeated all the way through the year. Get to that Big Ten championship game against Wisconsin. Yes. Uh, and, but we the week went, Well, we wasn't undefeated. We lost to uh, Virginia Tech. Oh, you did. Oh, that was the Virginia Tech year. The Braxton spin move game. The spin move game. No, wait. Was that that was year? It? Or no? No, no, no. no the, you the year, no, no, the year before that. that the 24, we're talking about the 2014 season when we won the Natty? Yeah. No, yeah. we lost yeah. to Virginia Tech the second game of the season. You're right. You're right. The, the, the next year was the Braxton oh. Spear move. Yes. Yes. Uh, anyway. I remember that. I remember that. that you guys have long. a great year. You get, I can't remember hardly. I don't remember what I did yesterday. Uh, I'm doing my <laughs> best here, Tyvis. Uh, no, I got you. I'm going to make sure everything's right. Yeah, you get it right. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, uh, you get to the Big Ten Championship game, and the first thing I want to ask about is just kind of what happened to the team when they have to make that switch because of injury to quarterback yes. and Cardale Jones comes in yeah. and nobody, I don't know if you guys know, cause you're in practice all the time. So yeah. you know, things that people don't know, but nobody knows what to expect yeah. when Cardale Jones comes in. Are they going to have to run it safe? Are they going to, is Ezekiel just going to have to carry the load? And Cardale comes out and just throws like 72 touchdown passes <laughs> against, against Wisconsin. And you guys end up winning. What was the final score? Like 59 to nothing yeah, or something like that. Nothing, yeah. um, I mean, did you guys know coming in like Cardale is going to come in and just start throwing bombs? I mean, listen, we knew everybody knew Cardale had a strong arm. Like he, at the time, he had the strongest arm on the team. And, you know, our roommate was Cardale. That was like my roommate through college. So I always knew that he could throw. Plus, I went against him in high school when he went to Glenville and stuff. Yes. We, we did a seven on seven and I ended up picking him off and putting him out to seven on seven. But that's another. That's Wait, do you another, want to tell that story? That, do you want to tell it? That's another story. I can you tell you. You listening, Cardale? So this is what hey, happened. Brush your shoulder off, man. Brush your shoulder <laughs> off. <there. laughs> yes, yeah. I ended up picking Cardale off and ending them and putting them out. But, you know, that's. that's hey, Cardale, the, Cardale, do you remember that? That's neither here nor there. But anyways, <laughs> so I always knew that Cardio had a strong arm. Um, as a as a team, you know, um, that week of practice, I think we had like like two or three receivers go down with hamstring issues, like they because you know Cardell was slinging the thing so far, they had to run to go get the thing. <laughs> And they, you know, I no knock to JT. JT's arm is good too, but it's not the strongest Cardell's. No. So, you know, they wasn't used to running to go get things. So we already knew he could throw the deep ball and whatnot. Um, as a defense, we was thinking, you know, all we're gonna do is we're gonna play, we're gonna shut him down the best way we can and try to get Cardell the ball. Because if Cardell got the ball, more opportunities, the more he can have to score. And they don't have the ball to score. So that was our whole mindset is to get the ball back to the offense as much as possible. And 
the funny thing is, every time we seem to get the ball back to them, they will score. So we was like, man, you know, like, this is good. Let's keep doing this. And they said, you guys were probably out there on the field as much as the offense, as fast as they were going down the field and scoring. Like, yeah, guys, it, they, they weren't giving us a lot of, they wasn't giving a lot of breathers that game. You know, it was, no. it was nice that they were scoring, but you know, we, as, after going three and out or being on the defense for a while, you know, we kind of want to breathe the two. Yeah. You know? So you're like, we need y'all to get down. it. Yeah, First you know. down, Scardell. First Come on, down. Say, just, take the check down every now and then. How about a nice nine-minute, 12-play drive? Man, wouldn't it, that'd be nice. But, you know, like I say, I wasn't going to stop him, you know, because he sure had that offense rolling. You guys see, they cut over like after the seventh touchdown, the defensive players are just throwing their helmets like, son oh, of a bitch. Oh, <laughs> as soon, soon as you sit down and get a drink of water, defense up. Oh, man. Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> All right. So, so you guys, you knew about the big arm. And was there just like, I don't know. It just looked like there was a feeling with the team. Like, and maybe it was a, a JT Barrett thing because JT Barrett goes down. Um, and I'm not JT Barry's probably number one fan, uh, <laughs> but but not because of the person he is. I don't know who he is, but he seems like a good guy, and he was a great leader for the Buckeyes, and he's going to go down as a great Buckeye quarterback. Absolutely. But there just was this – it seemed like there was just this feeling, and maybe it was like a – did you guys feel inspired to, like, play for JT a little bit when he went down, or was it just like – We it was a we had a lot of inspiration. You know, we had – um we lost one of our teammates. Um He died, like, towards the end of the – I think after the team up north game or during the team up north week, he passed away. So we had that on our hearts. And we had, you know, after people counting us out so much, you know, they I think we were underdogs that that game for the yes. first time of the season. We were underdogs. Yeah. And it was like people wasn't really picking us to win. And it was like, like, really? Like <laughs> so we gotta go out there and we gotta play with that chip on our shoulder. Like, you know, we still is the Ohio State University. You know, this is we play great football here. And, you know, just seeing JT go down, you know, we after what he did, you know, he led us to the eleven and one record. Um, we definitely had to play for him and, you know, with the Braxton going down, it was just so much motive. It was a lot of motivating factors. And uh, the number one motivating factor, believe it or not, was actually each other. You know, it's like, like for, I know for a defense, I can't, I can't speak for the offense, but for a defense, I know for a fact that it was, I love my teammates so much that I was willing to put my body on the line and do whatever it took to get the win, you know? So it, at, for that, in particular, that game, I was in the box standing next to Joey. Like, I was, like, playing on the line. And I'm like, I don't never – I'm a defensive back. What do I look like <laughs> playing on the line type thing? But it was what we needed to do to win the game. So, I I knew I wasn't going to make a lot of plays. I just know I needed to do something. And I wasn't going to get no recognition for it. But I was just going to do it to the best of my ability because I knew this was going to help us win. So, it was like that that mindset is what stuck with us throughout the whole rest of the year. I remember, you know, maybe it's just an Ohio State thing or it's a Big Ten thing or whatever. But the teams always get, always underdog, especially when playing other conferences and stuff. And, and I'm like, and I'm looking back, we read the list of names on that team. Right. <laughs> and that team was an underdog to what? Yeah, no. Uh, Is yeah. that possible? It, 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 that's what reality was at the time. <laughs> like I said, everybody took that Virginia Tech loss and just kind of threw us under the bench. Like, it, it was over with. And then JT went down. They was like, oh, yeah, it's definitely over with. And they ain't got nobody no more. And it was just like, like we recruit well around here. Like, we, we got a lot of bullets flying. 
Yeah, like they said, if I mean in college football, if you're gonna lose, lose early. Yeah, you, you have that chance to yeah, rebound. Right. That at that time, that was the most truest statement ever wrote. Yeah. Yeah. So so you guys marched through Wisconsin. And and I, I'm gonna tell you this. I remember the championship game. I remember the Oregon game. Mm-hmm. I don't remember all the little details of it. Mm-hmm. I will never, ever forget that Alabama game. <laughs> like that is one of the craziest football games I have ever watched. No, that, that was, that was like a slug fest. That, I ain't gonna lie, that was probably the funnest game we played I've ever played in in college. Like that game was a slug because <laughs> they were as just as physical as we were, and it was. It was like you had to come with it that game. It was you couldn't have no fear that game. Like all fear had to be gone. You had to just completely trust that your teammates was gonna help you and be there. You needed to do what you needed to do, your job, and it was gonna get things done. It was man, at the beginning it wasn't looking good, but the thing is we was down, but we was so we was like a confident bunch that was down. Like it was like, man, our offense is driving on them. Like they not that good. Like everybody think Alabama <laughs> was just that good. They really not that good. If our offense would have just scored, we would be we would be winning right now. I think on the stat sheet, we was killing them stat statistically while we just didn't score. We ended up kicking like two field goals. So going into halftime, we was like, oh yeah, we we good. We got this. Like we know the offense going the offense is driving. They just ain't put it in the end zone yet. So I'm like, with that, with if that's the case, they gonna end up they eventually they're gonna figure it out. They're gonna find a way to punch it in. And once they start doing it, oh boy, it opened up the floodgates. Tyvis, Tyvis, uh, I was scared. Uh, <laughs> yeah. not a bit, but, no, was, <laughs> but it was 21 to 7 Alabama. You were scared? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. no. Uh, I was you, you scared. Wasn't you wasn't really watching the game, did you? No, <laughs> I, no I was. I was. I was. Yeah, I was really Browns fan. Ty- I'm a Browns fan, Tyvis. Well, listen. I'm a Browns well, fan. You're still a Browns. Aren't you still a Browns fan through thick and thin? <laughs> I, wasn't not, I wasn't not a fan, but when it went 21-7, I was like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> well, honestly, but, uh, yeah, right. Going into that game, I was just like with Bama, you know, because it was Bama, and I was like, just keep it close. I know that's what everybody and and that's exactly what you did. And then when you took that, when when you guys finally took the lead, yeah, I couldn't stop pacing because I was just like, get a stop, get like get it. I just that was. Do you still like Mike? Do you still like have dreams? Do you still remember? Watching Ezekiel Elliott go 85 yards. You know that the highlight flashes in my head a lot because I always, I always remember the fact that Evan said that he was supposed to, that Cardio was supposed to motion him down, and he never did. Like he, like if you look at, if you go watch the film, like Evans looking at Cardell, like you supposed to motion me in, and Cardell snaps the ball. But the thing <laughs> is, the thing, this, this how fate worked, though. This how fate worked. The, the thing is, the fact that he didn't motion him down helped him make the block even better because the linebacker never seen Evan coming, so he ended up crack blocking the dude and it opened the seam up for Z. And, <laughs> whereas to, to whereas if he would have motioned him down, the linebacker would have seen him coming and it wouldn't have been as good. So actually, it worked out good. Yeah, <laughs> it worked out really good. Yes. It's just like we drew it up. It's exactly. Like it up. <laughs> yeah, I will never forget. We got. We were at this. There's this bar on West Sixth Street in Cleveland. Is it the Basement? Is that what it's called? I can't remember. But it's an Ohio State bar. Okay. And we're down. We got there at like, like a buddy of mine and I got there at like four. Mm. Oh, y'all just to get a spot. Yeah, to get a spot. <laughs> and I'm. 
at first like the first couple hours we were there i was like this sucks Mm -hmm. when the place packed i was so glad we did that uh i that was one of the most fun experiences in a bar watching a sporting event Mm because it's all ohio state fans in cleveland yeah there's beer flying everywhere oh i know y'all i went nuts (laughs) (laughs) it was awesome so so again you get past bama and and then it felt like it didn't even matter. Yeah, that like you Oregon played no, Florida. No, State. seriously, it really did because we was we was in the national championship locker room and we was sitting there talking about it like before the game. We was like, man, it don't even feel like the national championship. It felt like the Bama <laughs> game was the natty. This just yeah. this just like a regular game. Like that Bama game, oh, that was so serious. <laughs> and then we go in yeah. that and we go in that game and now we down. So they take the first drive, boom, straight down. I'm like, yeah. oh, hold on now, hold, <laughs> hold on. They, they is legit. Hold on, let's get let's get everything settled down right quick. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like Jack Parkman, like ooh. Yeah. Like, oh that man, yeah, I wasn't expecting y'all to be like this. Okay, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I remember just sitting there watching like halfway through that game, like real comfortable. Yeah. Like just real like, well, this has been a fun season. They, had, a, they, they came out with that. They came out with that, that first drive, and then we we kind of nipped the rest in the bud. But I I think what really killed it was that uh, that goal line stop before halftime. That that one was yes. kind of like they was like, man, like it took all the energy out from. Oh yeah. So are you just feeling that like deep because that's you know. People forget about how good that Oregon offense was. No, yeah. Mark, I mean, Marcus Mariota was the Heisman winner that year. So. Yeah. I mean, they were crazy. But, I mean, what a, what, like a, what a thing to hold your hat on. Like, I'm just the defensive MVP of the national championship you know, game. Like, I, I really be forgetting that. Like, that's, that's not something that I, like, kind of think about a lot. Like I, <laughs> like, I was just happy that we won. What? Yeah, the MVP thing really don't mean nothing to me because, like, it was so many people that I feel like could have won it on the defense. They could have gave it to the whole defense because, I mean, honestly, I couldn't have did it without them. And they need – we all needed each other. And we all contributed the same I, energy to it. So, like, they it could have – they could have any, mini money mode that one. That's a real team-first attitude of yours. If that was me, <laughs> I'd have a T-shirt for every day of the week that's nah, like, yeah, yeah. hey, guess what I was? <laughs> and then on the back, it'd be like, national championship <laughs> MVP. No, just – the ring was fine. Just to be able to go out there and say that I, I won with my, with my boys. That's that's all I needed. Do you, so, do you know who I am? I, I was defensive. <laughs> do, you know, do you know who I am? I'd be calling. Uh, I'd be calling Joey Bosa, being like, "Hey, remember when you weren't the defensive <laughs> MVP of the national championship game?" I know because it's like people probably watching it. Like, man, I wonder who won MVP of that game. Hey, Joey's the Darren Lee's the Eli. Like, Tyrus won it. Really? At all? Yep. <laughs> yeah, he did. That's awesome. Now I got. Now I got to ask you, Tyrus. Now, you know, we we had Cecil Shorts on in an earlier episode in the show. Okay. Uh, podcast history. Uh, he says that. All of his Mount Union National Championship stuff is, is with his dad. He said, he said, he said, you know, his dad said, give me that stuff. You worry about what you need to worry about in the NFL. Yeah. Do you, is your championship ring in your possession or is it locked away somewhere? My mother has it. My mother got all my stuff. <laughs> she kind of did the season shorts thing. Who did we talk to after that that we asked that question and they were like, no. <laughs> like I keep my stuff. I don't remember. Daniel Johnson. Yeah, Daniel Johnson. Daniel Johnson. 
Yeah, no, I got all my stuff. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> That's funny that y'all bring Cecil Shorts. You know, I trained with Cecil Shorts when I was in high school. He probably don't even remember me or remember that it happened, but he was like, he was down in Mount Union and he got he got drafted on the year of the lockout, the NFL lockout. Yeah. And yeah. I I remember he got drafted, but they obviously wasn't going in yet because of the lockout. So I, right. we drove, I drove down to Alliance and I'm like, I think I'm a senior. I'm, I'm about to be a senior in high school. I think I might have already committed to Ohio State. And he was just down there and they was running like seven on sevens and stuff. And I went down there and, and was like playing with season shorts. And I'm like, you probably, like I said, he don't, he probably don't even remember having, but I remember the funniest part about it was we was getting ready to leave and Cecil jumps on his bike and leaves. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he, he responds by saying like, it's a lockout. I ain't getting no money yet. <laughs> so he was riding on his bike. I was like, wow. We asked him about that. We asked him yeah. about that because we were like, because we kind of forgot about the lockout. And we were like, he was like, uh, he was roofing. Yeah, he was he, doing, he was being a roofer. While he got really? drafted and he had to work yeah. as a roofer that yeah. summer because he wasn't getting a paycheck. I was like, oh, it's real. I didn't know. Because I mean, I'm, as a kid, you, you see somebody get drafted in the big yeah. they just got all this money. You like, yeah, no, I ain't seen out a dime. I said, wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he's working in Houston now. He's working for the Texans, like uh, their broadcast team. Really? So, yeah, yeah, good yeah. for you. Their media. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Damn, that's nice. Seven so if you need, kids. If you need another guest on the podcast, he, he probably got seven kids. Seven kids. At and least, this is a funny story. At least, at least he <laughs> know his stuff works. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, after yeah. about five kids, mine would not anymore. Yeah, I, I probably would have got mine, like, our vasectomy. We're done. <laughs> he was... He was like, he was like four kids, right? He was like four kids. He's like, my wife convinced me to have another one. So I was like, okay, fine, whatever. You take two, I take two. It worked out well. Ended up having triplets. Dang. I was like, you're just trying to be Philip Rivers right now, man. You're just trying to be Phil Rivers. Yeah, they, got the Cecil, they, got, they got Cecil's genes. They bound to do something great. That's right. Yeah, right. Uh, all right, so uh, before we get off the Ohio State talk, uh, because you played another year at Ohio State uh, yes. before declaring for the NFL, yes. uh, we're going to talk about that for a minute, but uh, just some fun questions about OSU. So obviously that season was special. Uh, the, the national championship run was special. Uh, but what, what game is like the most memorable game that wasn't like the national championship or that game against Bama? What was the most memorable game? That, that, that year, Penn State. Any oh. year. Oh, that Penn, year. that Penn State game in 2014. Oh, oh. my goodness. Oh, that was that that was a good game because yes. okay, I think I'm not really sure if it was right after we played Virginia Tech. It might have been like a week, it might have been a couple of weeks after. I'm not really sure. Yeah. hundred percent sure when we played, but when we whenever we played Penn State, it was at Penn State. We was wearing the yep. all white, it was the white out, whatnot. And we were struggling, I think. Or we was going back and forth with them. And we end up going in overtime. And I think that was the game. I think JT sprained his knee or something, MCL. He did something. Something happened with his, yeah, yeah. With his knee yeah. or something. And he wasn't supposed to keep playing. He was supposed to be done. Like, he was supposed to put him to the side and put the backup in. I guess it would have been Cardell at the time. Yeah, it would have been Cardell. And JT said, forget it. I'm going to just keep playing. <laughs> and JT ends up like scoring like a game winner. But that was the first game that I realized that this team was special because 
we refused to lose. Like no matter what the situation was, we was gonna find a way to win, no matter what. And double. we end up going. I think we went into overtime with them and double overtime. Yeah, double overtime. And we end up pulling it out. Joey ended up taking the runner back and throwing him in the Hackenberg and sacking him out know, for the game. Yes. And I was sitting there like, man, like we refused to lose. Like this was like the first time I really realized, like, wow, these these I could go to war with them. Like if I'm gonna go to war, I'm going to war with my boys, and I know that we gonna find a way to win somewhere. We gonna win this war. And I just from that moment on, I knew that the season was gonna be special because I knew we wasn't gonna lose. Yeah, I remember that. The other thing I remember about that game was that Navy game to start the year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, because that, that because was, it was like I a close like, game. I had like fifteen tackles that game. I, yeah, that, I didn't listen. <laughs> I knew that they was gonna do that. I didn't even bother wearing gloves. I take my fingers up. That's how I knew right. they wasn't gonna throw the ball. I'm like, they're not gonna make a pick. Ball. Oh yeah, yeah ain't, ain't no picks coming. I'm about to go ahead and take these fingers up. Like I'll be like Sean Taylor this game. Just had them fingers taped up. Oh. Go ahead, come down here. <laughs> with that, yeah, with that antiquated triple option shit. Yeah, I, man, I couldn't stand that stuff, man. They say <laughs> they say that like teams that go against that offense, they like I think it's like forty percent of the time that next week they end up losing or something like that. Yeah, and we fell, and we fell victim to it because we lost to Virginia Tech. Yeah, well, yeah, because you, you don't huh. see that offense. Yeah, it's like you, you, we spent all the training camp training for this offense, and then now we're going against a regular offense. Yeah. Navy is the MVP for every team that plays that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Navy yeah. and Army. Army does the same damn thing. Yeah, that, that Army versus Navy game, you know they're not throwing the ball. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah. 40, 50 runs. You expect a quarterback to maybe throw a couple of ducks. Yeah, it might be about I think <laughs> I think when we played about that, they had two passes, maybe one. I'm not really even sure. It might have just been one. All right, so Chad, I know you wanted to get into a little bit of the NFL stuff. So Chad, do you want to take it for that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're going to just transitioning into the NFL here for just a second, uh, Tyvis. You know, uh, you know, you bounced around uh, a, a few different practice squads in the NFL now. Um, yes. Uh, I, you know, you know, you just had a kid. What are the, you know, uh, thoughts in, about the future, your future in the NFL right now? You know, I think at this point, you know, due, due to this COVID stuff, you know, obviously they bringing in, they they allowing people to work out for teams now. I think that um, due to the fact that they didn't have preseason and stuff like that, they they probably want to see other guys. Since I haven't been around and worked out for a couple of teams, you know, people kind of know who I am and know what I do type thing. So I think they need to see other players to see if they want to bring me in or whatnot. And I'm just trying to be patient with that. Cause I yeah. I feel like I still got like a lot of football to play. I feel like right now is when I finally I'm I'm back to my like I'm in my prime. Like I, I it took yeah. me a while. Like I, okay, I wasn't the best coming yeah. out, and uh, like my NFL career, I've been like up and down, up and down. But like right now, I feel like I'm the healthiest I've been. I'm the smartest I've been. I've studied the game, and I'm like physically ready to play the game. And I feel like once I get that next opportunity, I think that's going to be the one that's like going to be, because to me, it's in my mind, the next opportunity is probably like, all right, this might be your last opportunity. So you got to go off. Yeah. You got to go out. So that's how I'm yeah. training and preparing myself right now. So when that next opportunity comes, I could finally show the world that like, I am a really good player type thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's I mean, where, you're, yeah. only, you're only 25. Hell yeah. You've got a lot of football left. Don't, yeah. Yeah. Me? Yeah, but you it's, know, it's, they say that, you know, the NFL career is not long, you know. Uh, thank God I got like four credited seasons thus far, but yeah. That's you know, just it, running backs. 
Just running back. I like what you said on your podcast because you were talking about practice squads and you were talking about being on practice squads. And you you said like if some if a team is going to put you on the practice squad, they see something, they think you're special. They just need you to develop a little bit more into absolutely. that. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. That's I think like I said, that's what I think. Uh, yeah, that's basically what the practice was. They, you obviously something's there. You might not know the playbook yet, or you might just need to go against our starters more, and it'll help yeah. you like come bring you up to speed. You know, like to how you should be playing, and you know these is because obviously you're going against the starters. These is like some of the best looks you gonna get. So it's gonna help you develop yourself, your talent. So when we need you further down the line, you know you're ready to go in the game and play if it comes to that. It's probably actually good that you've been on a whole bunch of practice squads or, or been with a, a bunch of organizations too, yeah, right? It, it's not bad. I mean, you have contacts. It's, it's not if bad. Somebody at needs all, to call yeah. somebody. Right. Yeah. I think, like I said, I've been around. A lot of teams have seen me. Like, like for example, when I was last year, I was with Denver's practice squad. Yeah. And I, I promise y'all, I was doing really well. <laughs> I, I was I doing, it. I I was doing really well. And the only reason I got there is because, like, the offensive coordinator. And the quarterback's coach was actually in San Fran when I was there. Yeah. So they had left okay. San Fran, and then they got to Denver, and they was like, you know, we, we know a guy who can play, like, who's good at safety. Y'all should check him out. Type thing. So that's how I ended up getting to Denver. So it's more of a who you know, not what you know type thing. So, yeah, that was that was good. You know, hopefully something pops up, you know. I, I'm pretty sure it probably at this point it's probably you got to wait on injuries or – they got young. They got young guys, and they want to see how the young guys are. So you know, yeah. that's what you got. You got to wait to see how they how that works out for you. So if you had to pick a team, <laughs> whatever one want to, what? whatever one want to, baby. Listen, it don't matter. It don't matter right. to me. Yeah, I don't know, but there's got to be like a. Oh, I would go play with that team. I don't yeah. know what it would do. The one that called, whatever one called his phone right here. <laughs> uh, if you got Tyvis's number, go ahead and give him a call. <laughs> He's available. Oh, yeah. Listen, Look at that. listen all 32 NFL uh, GMs. <laughs> I know you listen to this podcast. <laughs> Tyvis is available. <laughs> yeah, Tyvis you never available. know. They might be, they, they might check it out. <laughs> they might be like, you know, let's call that guy. Sign him to a contract that allows him to pay for daycare. Please. Nope. Yeah, yeah, it would be nice. <laughs> Actually, it would be nice. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Ba- Mr. Barry, sir, you lost Grant. You lost Grant. Tyvis is available. I am available, you know. Barry, I, you know what? Sir. And then uh, with them, I could be there. With the Browns, I could be there in like an hour. <laughs> like one hour. <laughs> exactly. so, you know. On my way. Yeah. There's no, there's no expenses needed. I, I get my Yeah, they the don't, need, they don't need no hotel. I don't need the plane ticket, nothing. I just I drive right <laughs> up there. Listen. <laughs> Listen. <sighs> If you want to go up and play safety, uh, they could probably use it at this point. You know, but you know they just traded for the the, the Ronnie Harris and mm-hmm. from from yeah. Jacksonville. So you know, they, yeah. you know, they, uh, we'll see. I wonder. Yeah, I won't. Well, I won't I count it. I won't count it out. But I mean, oh. I, he's from Alabama, so they, he's supposed he's supposedly a really good player. You know, he is a good player. Yeah, but he's a good player. I. Uh, I don't, know can, <laughs> I don't know if I can watch Andrew Sandejo play again. Sandejo, listen, Sandejo is a – he's a veteran guy, you know. He's been in the league – it's got to be like year, what, seven feels, something like that? He's been around. Yeah, he's been like that, yeah. He, know, he knows – he probably knows the system, you know. He probably – Stefanski knows him, obviously, because he played in Minnesota. 
The those fans can all, probably brought him over. Like I said, it's not about what you know, it's who you know. Those are all nice things. Yeah, you know. Sure, yeah. <laughs> those are all nice he, things. He, he, did he do bad? I mean, he didn't, like, I mean, he do bad. I mean. <laughs> did he really do, like, like really? That's, 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 like, that's, like, that's like when you're trying to not to tell your buddy that, like, a girl is ugly. <laughs> But like, like she's a really nice girl. No, you got to like do. Really nice no, this is this this twenty twenty chat. You just got to be straightforward. Like that ain't oh, it, okay. bro. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't it. <laughs> Shoot it straight. Look, twenty twenty is already a bad year for a lot. So you can just be honest. Just your be situation. Fair enough. Fair change. enough. I got it. Change your situation. Yeah. You know what? So you my boy. You know I'm not gonna let you go out like that. I'm gonna be the first one to tell you that that's not the one you want to be with. Yeah. No, so obviously, the number. <laughs> Travis, I know you would obviously rather be on a team and playing and all that, but are you, are you, you again, we, we touched on this for a second, but your kid was born in July, right? Yes, she was. So you've been a dad for two months. Yes. And are you kind of enjoying just having some time at home? Yeah, you know that. Maybe watching a little football? That's the, that's the good part about it. Um, you know, I'm actually getting to watch my daughter grow. Uh, it's only been two months, but she's definitely changed since the day we brought her home. Obviously, she's gotten yeah. bigger. She's starting to sleep through the night. Like, woo! I know, right? That was like the greatest yes. thing. We yes. one, one night yes. we went to look, we went to bed. One, I think it was at like her exactly the day of her turning six weeks. We like went to bed. Usually, we knew like we give her the last bottle because she stays up through the night. So we give her the last bottle at like eleven. She was eating every two hours. So my girl was like. Or my fiance, I should say, don't let me, please. I don't, hey, hey, Lauren, hey. if you watch this, fiance, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> my, my, my fiance. Lauren, take it easy on him, Lauren. Take my, it easy. My fiance would have to wake up. She, I think we would wake up at like five. She'd, she'd oh. take the first, the early shift, and then I'd take the next shift at like seven or eight, right? So the one night we just, you know, gave her the bottle at 11 and she ain't wake up to seven. So we was like, man, okay, you know, maybe, oh, yeah. maybe we just got lucky, you know? So the next night she did it again and she just continuously did it. Now I will say for the past two days, she didn't woke up at five and four. She woke up at four and five. <laughs> but we hope that she go back to her, her 11 to seven schedule that we back, used to. Taking you back to your first year at Ohio State. Yeah, well, man, you got to wake up at four o'clock. I'll be thinking I got to hurry up and run out there on the field. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you, you just feel, you just feel cold. You're like doing one of these. Yeah, I'm having, like, I got the flashbacks. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like PTSD of practice. Right. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, I'll never forget that moment. Like, when she started, when my daughter started sleeping through the night and, you know, and, and we slept like, it, it, she slept for like 12 hours. We woke really? up, we, we woke up thinking that she was like gone. The first time it happened, I'm telling you, you'd be like, oh my God, is something happened? Is she still alive? Oh my God. We just kind of freaking out. Cause we, we oh, yeah. used to waking up in the middle of the night and looking over, making sure everything good. And she was still sleeping. Hey man. <laughs> so the first we looked we woke up, we looked at each other, and we went, why am I well-rested? <laughs> <laughs> Chad's wife looked at him, and she was just like, Chad, why do I not hate you right now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then as far as, like, uh, you know, watching football, you know, like, so, so I watch the Browns games, obviously, because, you know, I'm, a, I, I'm from Cleveland, so I'm a Browns fan. 
And, you know, just watching, I like to, I, I watch it differently than a lot of other people watch it because like, oh, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, like I, I look at like the secondary and I can try to, I can kind of sense what they're doing wrong and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I was watching that. And the thing is, so for example, I was last night, I was watching the Broncos versus the Titans. Mm-hmm. And my oh, girl, God. well, not my girl, Jesus Christ, my fiance. I know it, this, is, knows, this is bad. No, because you got to be politically correct nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> my fiance was sitting there and we watching the game and I keep rewinding it because, like, I'm so used to like being in the film room. You know, you're like watching film. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm watching <laughs> film. So I'm breaking, I'm breaking the plays down to her and she's sitting there like, you probably need to get a call soon because this is ridiculous. First of all, I'm trying to watch this game. We can't even sit here and watch the game because you have been rewinding the same play 10 times, dissecting it. But I'm teaching her the games and she looking, she's listening like, it makes a lot of sense what you're talking about. I'm like, well, I, I done got cussed out over a lot and I done heard a lot. So I, I kind of know what's supposed to be done in, in certain situations. Lauren's the only fiance that gets up and leaves the room to go watch football in another room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, 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 she about done with me. She like, I can't watch it with him no more. <laughs> we ain't gonna never get through the game. <laughs> yeah. uh, so let's get into a little bit of football now uh, because there's a couple things going on. Obviously we have an NFL week one. We got to talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we've got everything going on or not going on or things that are happening or not happening <laughs> in the Big Ten. And yeah, State yeah, I know, right? So uh, let's dive into that first. Uh, Chad and I had a, a wicked argument on uh, what's going on with the Big Ten. And I'm starting to kind of come around and see his point, although I think my point is still valid. He keeps saying that they de- – everybody keeps saying they haven't provided a good enough explanation. Mm-hmm. They have like I just think like – the safe they have they've made the decision for the that for the safety of the players because of what's going on that they're not moving forward and like and i, I don't know why people are having a hard time wrapping their minds around <laughs> that part i i guess because it's like when you when you get so accustomed to something every like every year like for, especially for ohio and you know they they kind of need the Buckeyes because you know the Browns obviously like the Browns lost and the Bengals lost but usually Ohio State wins so it kind of balance everything out so they kind of they kind of like having a hard time not having it's literally like the yin and yang of football it's right like, so it's like, like NFL like, trash sure. right and OSU then, then on top of that OSU is like they really was gonna win the national championship probably this year, so it's kind of like y'all cheat, y'all, y'all pick the year where we're almost guaranteed to go to the championship, but y'all now y'all want to do this, so it's kind of hard to wrap your head around that. And I think, I, yeah, they want to try to do it for the safety of the players, but I think like the I think the the part that where the explanation part comes in is like they see everybody is watching other football games go on. Why are they able to play and now we can't play and they're doing it and they're safe or you tell them we can't do it and be safe as well type thing. So I think that's the the biggest issue. Right. And that's where my point was was with this time. It's like I wasn't like for me, like I think where Mike would kind of misunderstood my argument when we were having the argument was he thought that like me as a fan needed an explanation. And like and for me, you know, the Big Ten doesn't owe the public anything, mm. but like I was, to, but from a player's standpoint, like 
especially ones who are looking for a future in this in this right. game. Yeah, like you're you're jeopardizing my future, and you know I, I just need some context. Why? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like why wouldn't you like why why would you do this? Why why why? And that that was my point. Is is if I'm a player, yeah, I, I'm pissed off because you're postponing my season. You're postponing my future for something because anytime like any sports have been affected it's always been by covid it's always been there's we have this many uptick in cases we yeah, have so right. many like there's they've always provided well, something like that and they didn't give anything i think the argument took a hit though today did you guys hear what ed orgeron said today no what did he say that nah. pretty much the whole lsu team has covid uh. oh really <laughs> did he yeah. Say that? <laughs> yeah he wow, says he's like shit. i think pretty much everybody on the team has it Wow. Oh, yeah. my God. So, I never saw that. All right. So, like, that. I didn't see that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, uh, so are, I they still, I, are, again, they, I, are they still scheduled to play? I'm sure, probably. So, are, you, are they going to? <laughs> I don't know. Again, we talked about the South on this podcast before, and they just, but, uh, <laughs> well, no. I, I don't know, man. I, I just again for me, but if I, for me it sucks like more than anything. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks for the players. Okay, it sucks for the fans. It sucks for the university. Okay, so like, like that's under, the other thing. Like, I understand that. So okay, so say say they do. Say they do. I'm pretty sure they probably just postpone their game, and then like next, until they all like. But they but that's the thing. The SEC is still having a season. Even if, right. even if that one team has COVID, they got to postpone. It's still other teams in the SEC that's still playing. So why can't the Big Ten do that as well? But okay, so here's my thing, right? Because ultimately, it it goes away from. This was the argument that we had. It goes for me. It goes away from football a little bit. And again, I don't like it. Like I'm not real excited about it. And if if they came out and said we're gonna have a season and we think it can be safe, I'd be like cool too. But for me, the thing that that would always be in the back. Like if I'm a decision maker for one of these universities, the thing that would be in the back of my head is let's say we roll with football and like LSU. So Ed Orgeron says that like pretty much his whole team has contracted COVID. Most of our players have caught it. Mm -hmm. Let's say one of those guys doesn't make it. Like, or let's say, or let's say, let's say the team comes back to campus and like a whole bunch of other kids get it on campus. And like, a kid dies like at what point is it like oh shit we shouldn't have done that probably at that point probably i don't mean to make it too serious or anything but like I, to me it just like if i'm a decision maker for a university i'm thinking about that I, but how likely is that to happen like how, has who knows that, has that happened who knows though? Like, who knows how likely that is? See, that's that's. I think that's the problem with the virus. Like, nobody really knows like a lot about it. Like the severity of it. Like sometimes they come out with, well, kids. They it doesn't affect kids bad. It only affects the older people bad. It's just like a flu. Like it's not that serious. And then there's people dying, and there's people not dying. So it's too much uncertainty into it. And I think that's probably where the fear is. Yeah, but but like, that's that's that comes into that decision. Like we don't know, so, so you know. And then you hear a story up here in Cleveland. There's a 17 year old kid that just came off a ventilator. He's getting better, thank God. But no, God like pre that. God bless that. No pre existing health issues or anything, but he catches COVID and has to go on a vent. 17 years old. 
Like, but the thing is, but this is the thing though. So, like, if so, how is it that the NFL is doing it then? Because if a if a okay, so why can't they just implement it the same way that the NFL does it? Like, they test them all. They test them all the time. Nobody gets tip give uh, a positive test. Then they go out and play. So both teams should be able to play in this environment where both teams don't have COVID. So therefore, they shouldn't be able to give something that they don't have. That's the first thing. Second of all, if they do have it, then they need to get away from everybody else. They need to get the people that do have it away to protect everybody. And they, like I said, the NFL got like this, this little device thing now where it yeah. like tells the person that got COVID or if you was near the person that got COVID or whatever yeah. it is. And they tell you when you got when you contacted or whatnot. So they should get that and put that into college football as well. Like it's like, why is it that the NFL is, they just had, they just played, what, 15 games this past week, and yeah. so far nobody has yeah. contacted COVID. No, listen. So why can't they just implement that same rule into college? That's I think they I, can, I think but that's the argument that a lot of There's just have. a separate layer in college, though, isn't there? Because as, as NFL in. players go play their games and they go home. True. And, and listen, they're adults and they're playing professional sports and they got to make their own decisions just like me, Joe Schmo, going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whereas people that run universities, you're running a university with kids all over the campus and you have to be cognizant of the safety and well-being of all the kids on the campus. True. So that's a different layer that colleges have that maybe the NFL doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see but if that. they would have said something like that, though, like that, and that's the thing, if they would have said, it's all about safety, they would explain something. Like, then, yeah, I think, I think there would have been no uproar. There would have been listen, no listen. uproar. They, they, they we got Tyvis. We got Tyvis over here. We got Tyvis over here waiting on a call from any one of you. <laughs> and listen, hey, Big Ten, you obviously need a PR guy. I am willing to take a nice mid-level six, six-figure contract to come in and help you run your, run your PR because obviously whoever you have doing it sucks and I'm giving better responses well, then, on the top you gonna have to, you, you guys are giving always, it in public you're gonna always have to have a good response because they you know people find a way to wiggle around everything and they always find a better solution and that, and I'm pretty sure to your solution they, to your thing they would probably say well can't you just quarantine those players like make them like I'm isn't isn't classes like online right now anyways like a lot of <laughs> well but and that's the other thing so they'll be like okay so they should just like quarantine the Listen. football team away from everybody else type thing I, i'm telling you that's what they'll if say you wanna bring, <laughs> if, if you're listening and you if, if uh, big 10 i'm stubborn <laughs> like a mule if you want to give me a contract i will fight all those people yes i agree i, but, lo- I, I, I like how you got specific like mid-level six figures <laughs> well, yeah. three-year deal that's five <laughs> five hundred thousand you know yeah, yeah. yeah. Five, by the way, by the way, 550. It's not like the way, they don't Tyvis, have it. By the way, Tyvis, if you do get a call from a major with a like a from a number with a major city area code, feel free to take it so we can maybe break some news live on air. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, this isn't going live over the airways. I, I don't know. I think it's a little late for that. This is what going on 10 o'clock. Oh, it's only wow. seven. It's only seven <laughs> over on the West Coast. We'll get you out to that new. We'll get you out to that new SoFi Stadium. That looked awesome. The, it did look stadium. good though. That, that so I'm not cool. gonna lie, that it is really a nice did. looking stadium. <laughs> it really did. Five so. billion dollars. Five billion dollars. Five billion. Chargers have been playing in like a high school soccer stadium. Are they sharing that with the Rams? 
Uh, yeah, I yeah. think so. Okay. Okay. Which I hate. I hate that. I mean, the Giants, and, the Giants and Jets, dude. I hate that, too. <laughs> <laughs> if you're paying $5 billion for a stadium, you better have two teams in it. I hate they it. Couldn't even, they couldn't even fill us a 10,000-seat soccer stadium. Like, what, what, what are they doing sharing a $5 it. billion stadium? So let's talk real quick about some Ohio State players because the other news that has come out this week, uh, and I know you guys talked about it on your podcast a little bit, but uh, Ohio State players starting to opt out. Mm -hmm. um, And I wonder if that isn't maybe a little bit of a sign of what's going on with negotiations and things that are happening and things that they're hearing. That's what I'll be thinking when I see it. I'm like, they must have got some news because they they all are saying the same thing. They're all saying that they wanted to play, but the way that this this stuff is headed, they kind of getting the news that it's not going to happen. So you got guys like you got guys. So here's the easy thing, right? Like Wyatt Davis. It sucks that he doesn't get to play this college football season. That sucks. Yeah. But like, dude's going to be a top First round, oh, top fifteen. For sure. So, like, he—I mean, he, yeah. I mean, the only thing is that he's getting—he's getting like shorted of the opportunity to play for potentially a national championship. Like, right? Like to solidify his legacy at Ohio State. Like, like he will. I'm sure he wanted to win a national championship and bring a, a championship to Columbus. And like I say, he's probably close with this team because he's yeah. been here for three years. So, like, he wanted to go out there one last hurrah with his boys, and he won't get sure. a chance to do it. So I think that's the the negatives. But, like, yeah, obviously the, the long term is he's going to probably go – he's going to go to NFL. He's going to get drafted high. He's going to make a lot of money. He's going to be a great player. Well, I think the hard oh, yeah. thing – like Sean Wade, Wyatt Davis, they're, they're going to get drafted high. They're going to go get paid millions of dollars. And, and, yeah, I'm talking about for future, though – it then it takes you to a guy like Justin Fields. Yeah. Who in all honesty to be a top pick as good as he played last year mm-hmm. probably needed one more year. It would have been nice for sure. Um but the new fad is that you know it, obviously you only need the one you only need one well, good season. I mean the way Haskins played one season at Ohio State and boom, he's about it their first round pick. <laughs> so it, it I'm sure to him, and I'm like I would. From what I think I know is that Justin and Dwayne was kind of close before Dwayne left. Like they was like Dwayne kind of recruiting him to kind of come to our yeah, place yeah. like thing. So I'm pretty sure he looks at him like a big brother, and he's like, "Well, you did it. Then you're successful. You had playing for Washington. You're throwing touchdowns. You know everything is going well." So <laughs> that's I mean, a new type of quarterback now. Yeah, you know, mine is. You could be, be a Cleveland Brown next year. Who knows? It could be. <laughs> I say, I say, the thing, I did see a oh, thing on Twitter no. talking about some tank for uh, feet. Oh, I no. can't. You, everybody on Twitter just needs to shut up. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't tank they don't, they don't ever again. <laughs> I have tanked, we have tanked since 1999. If I ever have to tank again, I'm gonna lose it. We, it, it, we ain't tanking. It's not tanking. Yeah, tanking. It's not tanking. It's just the Browns. It, it's a series of unfortunate events. That's what it is. <laughs> I hate For some it. people, a the lifetime Browns of unfortunate just, events. It's been a series of unfortunate events. Uh, that's that's really <laughs> we really want to call it what it is. That's what it is. But you know what? what? The change, you know it's fun. The change is gonna go because they they're as talented as any team in the NFL. They just you know what's fun. Gotta put it's, it together. 
is they're going to come out and like lay the wood to the Bengals this week. <laughs> I, and and, and everybody's going to go crazy. The way everybody's going to go nuts. Like, we're back. The way Slim Shady playing down there. I don't know. Joe, Joey got them, uh, got them Bengals. I, I, they're, they're a sleeper team of mine. I think they're, they're one of those teams that people going to look at like it's the Bengals, you know, they ain't, you know, and they're going to come out there and win the game. I, I, so it's, I, I'm very neutral because I root for all of Ohio, so I'm gonna be very neutral in this game. <laughs> just gonna, in case anybody calls him, yeah, just, just in case. Play in Cincinnati or Cleveland. Very neutral. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I was just I root for the health of the players. I want people to be healthy and play, yeah. have a good game. I want I want to see both teams fix the mistakes that they had from week one in week two that, that's it and then, and then and then everyone secure their bags there we go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so austin cybert getting signed getting uh, picked up by the Bengals isn't gonna backfire on the browns at all right like, 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 oh <laughs> uh steven Goskowski might be available Who knows? no no see see the didn't thing, you watch him play listen so the thing about him is the, the thing about what he did last night so he missed the first three but he ended up hitting the game winner you know what that did it bought him another week in the yep. head <laughs> <laughs> it bought him another week because if he would have missed that for sure he would have been walking the unemployed line like, well, he, oh, hit that, he hit the game winner so he was like all right we're gonna give you another week that's basically what they said I mean, not like he needs it. He could walk away. He's got the rings. He's got the money. True. Like, no it's offense. not like he needs to play anymore. Well, see, no offense, but there's like there's like three kickers in the NFL that like really make a difference, right? Like the it, that's like why I dropped. I mean, it makes no, a difference when you miss. I mean, nowadays, kick being a kicker is like it's a high commodity, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, hard now. Like, it, yeah, it, I can't it believe that some of these the, the miss PAT and a lot of people will be like, like all y'all do is kick all day. Could could you imagine if they cut DBs or wide receivers because they drop a pass or blow coverage? Oh, they do. like. They'd It'd be, be an open door. Oh, the whole right. roster would be an open door. <laughs> but a kisser makes two kicks, and you're off the team. You're yeah. gone. Yeah. yeah, he missed two kicks all of last year, but two kicks this year, and he's gone. Let's get out. Yeah. You get out. That's a lecture. It is. That, that kicking thing is it, it, serious now. Like, yeah, don't mess around with it. All right, and so I want opinions on this because I don't understand why kickers aren't – I don't understand why it's not easier to kick in the NFL – than it is in college because in college you've got those wide hash marks right yeah so you, you got to be kicking like the hash marks in the nfl are only as wide as the goalposts. yeah so at the you just got just kick it straight and it'll go in which <laughs> no, i know is easier said go. than done but in like in no. college oh. in college the hash marks are so much wider that you got to be kicking from all kinds of weird angles and I don't understand why they're not at like Listen, if you kick in college, you should be able to kick in the pros. I don't Listen, kick, that's me, that, I don't know that's me off the tee. It, obviously it's something is is much more difficult than that. It, I don't know, obviously, because if yeah. that was if it was that simple, I think everybody would be great kickers, but like I I, don't I wonder know. if it's not like the time from like snap to like when you need to kick it or else that that shit's getting blocked. I, like, just I wonder feel like if that the angle shrinks, so it should be. Well, easy. yeah, but also if you have like a whole like half second less to kick it, maybe that's like enough time. <laughs> to but, you, but I feel like you, I feel like you really don't though. Like you, your line should be able to hold up that. Unless, right. unless Look, I, just, they just blowing through it like that, but uh, that's rare. I can't, though. I can't why, kick why a soccer ball more than ten feet, so I can't really talk. No. To you, but, like, 
<laughs> Mike, why don't Mike, why don't I just drive it 290 yards straight down the fairway every time? I'd be a professional golfer. I just hit it straight. Yeah, you guys so there. Like, yeah, it's like the difference though between playing out at like Pebble Beach and like Big Met. Like hard fairways <laughs> to hit, and then they get easier. You would think it would get easier. Oh, you know. Listen, I think I've got a valid point here, and I'm going to have to do some research on this. Um, is, well, but the thing is, kickers have gotten more inaccurate, though, as the NFL has progressed, like since the they moved the extra point back. Well, it's, obviously, it's that's weird. that's crazy. That The extra point, I like, it's not automatic only, no more. <laughs> am I the only one that no. would just prefer the game without the extra point? No. Yeah, no. You, no you now are. that they made it harder <laughs> to hit. You but even when it was easy to hit, like, okay, you're just going to take a point. Why don't we just make let, make the teams play for it? No. <laughs> no, no it, that takes Look, Tyvis is like, I need a break. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> See, nowadays it's not guaranteed no more. So it's, it's actually kind of exciting to watch because it's like, man, I, you never know. He might miss this thing. Well, that's yeah. – so what was that? That was two years ago? The Browns played the Saints. Oh, the and first week, like the Tyrod first Taylor, week, and they lost. Tyrod Taylor hit that uh, touchdown to Antonio Callaway to tie the game with like 40 seconds left or and something. And he missed the – And he, Zane Gonzalez came in and missed the extra point that would have given the Browns the lead, and they end up losing the game. But he, I think yeah. he, but I think he also had missed another field goal. Like he early. did abolish kickers. Yeah, I'm done with it. I'm done and with. It came it. out and it came out that he had a torn groin or something. I'm like, why the fuck? Why the hell are you? Because <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Jackson is like, you take your groin out there, and you get me a loss. <laughs> that is, that's yeah. what happened. Ain't that what's wrong with uh, Gutowski? Steven Gutowski? Guy, yeah, oh, it could be. Yeah. He had like a. Then he had like surgery on his hip or something. <laughs> Yeah, he did in the offseason. Yeah. yeah. See, he ain't got his rhythm back yet. Ah, oh, man. Man, I, I don't know. I don't know. He got another week to figure it this out. This gotta be like that. like the punter's gotta like the punter. There's gotta yes, the punter. There's gotta be some like overlap. Like, okay, if your kicker tears a groin, your punter should be able to hit a 30 yard field goal. Right? It's, it's not that shit. Chad Ochocinco. Yeah, I know it's it. not. That's the problem. Chad, Chad was hitting field goals that was extra points. This is when extra. This is before the extra point was moved. Yeah, this is that yeah, was this a, like a two yard. That's the chip. Chad went in. Yeah. You know what happened there? He was real confident because he's Chad Ochocinco. Yeah, and he plays a ton because of because he FIFA. can't miss it. <laughs> you know, he plays a ton yeah. of FIFA. The funny so, thing is that was like that was like, like, that that was like my uh, role model growing up. I used to, I looked up to Chad. Oh yes, I wanted to be like Chad when I got older and I uh, that Bengals team that Bengals team I always liked Chad because I just he was just so entertaining yeah for yeah. sure and he was oh, so good yeah. I wanted to see his touchdown celebration and then I, I liked the TJ Hushmanzada <laughs> no if TJ Hushmanzada got lost in the woods forever I wouldn't have cared why oh, you ain't, you ain't like tj who's your mama because he averaged like 12 catches in 256 yards against catch, the browns every time it. we played he caught the ball really well like he was and it was boring <sighs> chad's out there doing like dances and touchdowns so tj just catch a touchdown get rid yeah, of it yeah that's that's his job? who wants to watch that that's his job <laughs> <laughs> you know how many people wait a minute you know how many people are paid now for a receiver to catch a touchdown and not drop the ball uh, yes, a lot the Browns, of people pay for that. A lot, a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. All right, so let's talk about week one before we wrap things up here. Uh, and obviously, we'll start here in Cleveland or in Baltimore, for that matter. Um, 
Okay, so ultimately, you're, uh, let's say, you know, obviously you've been in, in, in locker rooms and played a ton of football. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's say you are on the Browns. You just get smoked by the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Week one, all, your whole offseason was all bark, no bite. That you, not a lot of noise coming from the Browns like last year there was. Mm-hmm. And, and the season starts the way it did. What kind of weight do you put on that? Do you feel like... Because I, I kind of feel myself getting pulled in both ways. One way, I kind of feel like, shit, you needed to be more competitive than that. Yeah. But two, I feel like uh, the excuses start creeping in. New coach, no preseason, shortened camp, uh, uh, you know, a lot of new things going on. And then you have to go face off week one against one of the top two teams in the AFC. True. Uh, I think um, for me, how I would look at it is, you know, Yes, you would look at all those things as a as a excuse, and it's true. Like all of that is yeah. obviously true. You know, this is a new system. Obviously, you're not going to make everything's not going to be perfect right away because you didn't have preseason. Preseason is the time to iron out the kinks. You know, you get to see your defense or your offense versus another team or another scheme yes. and see how it works. And not having that, you know, it's it's frustrating. You know, because you don't you don't know what to expect. And you don't know how to adjust right away. So what you need to do is, I, you need to go in, you need to do a very, very hard film study to correct mistakes. Like yo, And you need to challenge your coaching staff to give you more looks and practice. So when you see these things, you'll know how to react to it moving forward. The good thing about the Cleveland Browns is that it's a short week, so they got time to hurry up and erase that. You know, they can learn from it and then get it out their mind because we need to bounce back and we can get right back on the on the good path and win against Cincinnati. So that's the good thing that it's a short week. They can they can have a short men t- a memory on what happened. And I think you know, I that's feel- what that's the way they should probably be looking. Like, okay, we we need to bounce back with Cincinnati. This it's a one game season. Cincinnati, we need to study this film and we need to go out there and win this game, find a way to win this game. I feel like for whatever reason, if we pay, we play the Chiefs with the same score, same performance week one, it feels like a different story. Like, oh, we just lost to the Chiefs. Yeah, but, but the, I feel like since it's a Ravens divisional game, people like amplify it up higher. But like, the Ravens are like the second best team. Yeah, they was fourteen and two right last year. They, they might had, be yeah. the best. You know, <laughs> they had they the might best. Be, never yeah. Know. yeah, they had the best record in the NFL last year, and uh, a lot of people forget. That, you know, like, because of the fact that, you know, it's a new season, you know, we always come in with high expectations for the Browns, you know, we get a new coach and staff, you know, we, last year we all blamed it on Freddie Kitchens, and now we come in with a new coach, it was like, okay, we're probably going to get things done, and I think for us as Browns fans, we were frustrated because the run game was working, and then they kind of went away from that run game to go to five wide on third and two and stuff like that. And I think yeah. that's what the problem was. Like, why in the world will we go away from running the ball when that was working for us? You know, let the run open up the pass. So I think that's kind of what was frustrating to everybody. But like I said, the Ravens is a good defensive team. They're a good yeah. offensive team. Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. is special. He won MVP last year. They, right. they, got a, they got one of the best tight ends in football. They got speedy receivers. That's any that's hard for anybody to keep up with. Their defense is top tier. They like I think what well, they was top ten defense last year. Oh, like yeah. a lot of people forget Every these year. things. Yeah, they forget these things. But that and continuity. They've had 
Yeah, like, they got, uh, almost all their starters return. Yeah, they got the same team, the same coaching staff. They didn't have to learn a new scheme. They didn't. They don't need preseason because they already went through everything last year. It's the same system, everything. Yep. So it, yeah, you know, it's a lot of things that people forget about in the course over the course of the game. Ivis, what do you make of the, you know, because you know, obviously you mentioned running the ball was working, and then you know they, you know, they got down by a lot and they had to go off script and, right. and start going five wide. Uh, what do you make of it? Cause they almost seemed like they were trying to force the ball into Odell. Yeah. And, and there was like, there, there was, there's, there's, there's been an obvious disconnect between Baker and Odell since he's gotten here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now there's like knee jerk reactions saying trade Odell. Like, what do you make of this whole like OBJ situation with the Browns? Um, I think that, I think Odell is just, uh, he's an emotional guy. You know, he's one of those guys that, he he views himself as very uh, as a great player. You know, he wants yeah. to always make an impact on the game. And I think that, you know, the way the game was going, you know, sometimes that, you know, you, a coach has got to be honest sometimes. Like, we got to go with what's working. Yeah. And we – I think the problem with Stefanski is that um, he kind of – since he's the play caller and he got – okay, so, for example, he got Nick Chubbs, who was second in rushing. He got Kareem Hunt, who they just paid. He got Austin Hooper, who we just paid. We got Jarvis Landry, who's a great receiver, and we got Odell, who's considered one of the best wide receivers. And you got all these people, and I think Stefanski is going to – he's trying to please everybody. You know, he wants to make sure Odell gets his touches, Jarvis gets his touches, Austin gets his touches, Kareem plays, Nick Chubb plays. And I think that – you can't you can't go into a game like that. It kind of reminds me the Browns kind of remind me of Ohio State my last year there. We had Michael Thomas, we had Braxton, we had Zeke, we had Nick Vanetta tight end, we had Jalen Marshall, we had Dontre, Curtis Samuel. We had all these players that, you know, Urban wanted to like the problem, you it's good to have a lot of players, but the problem is now you're trying to please all these players where yeah. you need to come into the game and you need to do what like I'm not a play caller, but we need to do what the what the situation calls for you know like I say if running the ball is working then I'm sorry Odell and Jarvis right now you know we need to run with Nick Chubb we need to run with Kareem Hunt until you know it'll open up we'll we'll wear down this defense and they'll bite on it we'll open up with play action and boom we'll hit y'all behind you know that's I'm like I said I'm not a play caller but that's the kind of thing that I would do I would just I think and I think Stefanski kind of he's trying to please too many people and he just needs to just call the plays. But like I said, I'm not a play caller. I don't know. I, I I I'm I'm just an undrafted free agent. I'm not I'm not saying he's right or wrong. Or, you know, you know he's available. He is available. <laughs> I'm not saying if he's right or wrong. I don't know. Like I don't know what's going on. I'm just from, so what from am my I missing? point of view. What am I missing with this? Because here comes the whole world again exploding about oh Odell. He's not happy. He doesn't look ha- like, and I watched that game and there were a couple times he didn't look happy. Like he looked pissed when he dropped that third down pass. Right. Cause he dropped a third down pass. Right. He looked, he looked frustrated when Baker overthrew him for the third time. Yeah. But like, at, okay. Like, I, I is think- it not okay to be like every time he's, shows any sort of emotion <laughs> especially if it's frustration it's like oh god diva again <laughs> they're gonna trade him yeah that's that's but that's the thing with that comes he's only with, said the right things here yeah that's the thing that comes with who he is you know he he's this guy that everybody looks on and everybody knows that he's very passionate he's very emotional about the game and he plays with a heart on he plays with his heart on his sleeve so when people see things they kind of 
like take it for what it's they take it and and it's not what it seems you know like uh, no. he has the right to be mad about dropping a third well, and he comes third. out he, he comes out after the game and he's like listen i don't know how many times i have to say this i care about winning yeah all i care about is winning right. i don't care about me if you want to run the ball 48 times cool run it i'll go out and block and he said it and he does he goes out and blocks he had a couple good blocks in that game right like i don't know what i it, it's just Maybe it's it's just this reputation that he has. That I, just, that's oh, obviously what diva. it is. He's you know, I think it's it's the fact that I, I, everybody knows who he is and like knows the talent that he is, and I think they want to see him go back to that old Odell because he hasn't quite been that that New yeah. York Giants Odell, and everybody's yeah. kind of waiting on that moment to happen. And it's, since it's not happening, they saying like, "Oh, well, maybe he's just not happy with being here because he's not showing that guy." Well, it's lazy. Yeah, basically. That's lazy. That's lazy <laughs> analysis. That's that's what it is. That's exactly yeah. what it is. I think everybody's waiting on since he's not playing like that guy that was with the Giants, then he's not happy here. He doesn't need to be here. Type thing. We need to get. He needs to find him a better quarterback, or it's Baker, or whatever the case may be where they just need to be patient. They need to relax. It was one game. Like, I don't know how people really get this one yeah. game. It's not, this wasn't the game for, like, to get in the playoffs. It's 15 games left. Like, right. <laughs> like they're not – I think everybody's forgetting the fact that everything changed. And, like, like it's – like I said, people just need to relax. It, it, it's just a lot. It's a long way to go. And if this is like – if we singing this same song, like, week Good nine, grief. like, yeah. we, then we, we need to stick with some problems. But, we have a problem, yeah. Yeah, until then, like, we just need to relax and trust that they're going to figure this thing out. All right, so before we get out of here, let's do some quick hitters. You guys can throw some in, too. Uh, let's start with the Browns. So the Browns, Bengals this week. Do the Browns get into the win column this week? <laughs> <laughs> Try to be neutral here. Yeah, yeah. good Browns, luck to you now. Do the Browns get into the win column? Uh, you know what? I, I'm going to say that I think they do. I think they right. do. I, I think they do because – um. They didn't play well last week, so they're going to come back and try to show the world that they are a good football team, and I think that energy is going to help them win. Like, the, the Bengals lost, but they didn't get blowed out like the Browns did. So I feel like the Browns got more to prove than the Bengals do. So yeah. with that being said, I think they're going to play harder than the Bengals this game, personal yeah. opinion. But I think Von Bell – Shout out, Vaughn. I think Vaughn's going to have a really great game. <laughs> and, I think, and I think Joe Burrow's going to go crazy. That, oh, right. And I think Sam Hubbard's going to do well. And, and Denzel Ward's going to have five Bryce picks. is going to do well. <laughs> Man, I hope Joe, Joe Burrow turns into a really good quarterback. I really like him. No, I think he's he's uh, definitely uh, he's definitely got all the qualities. He he's That first game showed a lot. That he definitely yeah. was the he he solidified himself to me as he should have went first pick and I see why they did it because he, I mean obviously they 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 probably could have won the game if the kicker would have made the kick at the end of the game yeah would have went like, overtime and yeah. it would have been a, we could we don't know what would have happened but and again he, for the same for him to you, for him to put them in that position to win yeah. to be in that position they wasn't you know last year they wasn't doing that no knock to Andy Dalton but they wasn't right. really doing that last year so okay. it shows that he's actually making a difference for that organization. Well, and that OPI on AJ Green didn't help either. Yeah, that too. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's been a lot of that going on. The, the Cowboys had one that cost them the game too. Well, oh, I'm not. Yeah. Which as I a defensive back, call. I'm not mad at it because <laughs> <laughs> finally they finally you on that. <laughs> they I thought that was. 
<laughs> I thought that was a good call. I agreed with the one in Dallas or in LA. It was one that happened, I think, maybe last night, probably with the yeah. who, who was the first game that Giants and Steelers. I and think Steelers. they had yeah. yeah. And they had an OPI. Evan, right, so Evan Ingram did it actually. Yes. Let's keep swinging it around. Are you uh, buying? Oh, go ahead, Joe. Oh, I got one. Okay. <laughs> Not football related. Okay. Wait, what? Yeah, oh, it's fine. Oh, it's no, fine. This, this is good. It's fine. Go, go ahead. It's fine. Let, let, let I, Joe do his thing. I I cannot get over your hat. Your hat oh. is a Cleveland Indians hat, but yeah. the C is like lettered and like printed like the alternate red jersey logo. Mm. And uh, where'd you get that hat at? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just I got it. I'm just curious. I, I got it from Lids. Oh man, I love it. I love it. That's so cool. That's all I had. It's not even football. The thing about me is that, like, I I wear hats all the time, but the only hat that I ever wear is this hat because I'm from Cleveland. So I like, oh yeah, man, Cleveland. Right. Always. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, like no, it it don't ninety percent of the time it don't match what I'm wearing, but I still wear it because it's like. This is you, a hat that I wear. Joe, I'm yeah. a little upset that you didn't ask me about my free Cleveland Cavs giveaway. That's a nice hat, too. Hat. <laughs> I'm a little upset you didn't ask about that. Taking it back to Terrell Brandon. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right. Um, oh yeah, so, uh, okay, Tyvis. Uh, no, shoot. Tom Brady. Okay. Tom Brady, less, less than stellar uh, debut. Yeah. With Tampa Bay, I mean, it wasn't bad. It wasn't terrible. But no, yeah. uh, are you are, are you buying into the hype, or do you think they bounce back? Who who they play this week? New Orleans. No, no, no. 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 Oh, no. Carolina. Just play. Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's going – I think he's going to do well against Carolina. I think they, yeah. But are you buying the hype to, to, to tack on because this was going to be what, my question. Wait, are depend. you on the hype what train is, for what, the Bucks? Exactly what hype? <laughs> like, what, what is the hype we talking about? Like the Bucks. Tom, like, all of a sudden, like Tom Brady and are the they, Bucks. Are they, like the like a, are they a playoff team? Is that what you're asking me? Yeah. Are they Super a contender? contender? Everybody, yeah. I think they can play the playoffs for sure. I think I put it to you this way. They are definitely a better team with, with Tom Brady. At the end oh, yeah. of the year, will they be better than the Saints? <laughs> At the end of the year, they better than I don't know. Mike Thomas is out right now with a high ankle sprain. So that that's a, that's Ooh, yeah, that's, that's key. Um record wise, will they be better than the Saints record wise? No, I think the Saints will win the division. I said I told these guys last week I'm not buying the Tampa Bay hype. I'm Tampa, not buying it. Tampa Bay will be a great team. It's not that Tom Brady was bad. Uh, the one interception that he threw by him and Mike Evans had uh, miscommunication. So that one, that's. Good. You know, I mean, I agree. That, the that only one that was bad was the pick like six. Like forty yards past him. Like yeah, the, the pick six was the was the bad was the worst yes. play. But outside of that, I don't think he played bad. Really, that bad. All no, right. but like the the Bucks are gonna have to go through the Saints at some point to get yeah. to the Super Bowl, uh-huh. and the Saints are just gonna always pour on thirty five plus points on the Bucks. That's true, but the thing is that you know the the Buccaneers showed it. I mean, if you take away the pick six or not even the pick six, if you take away the one pick, like who knows? Like they, it would have been a different yeah. game. Like they, I, what they lose by ten points? Was it a ten point game? Something like that. Uh, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. It was like yeah, so they're, they're, they're right there. And this is Tom Brady's first year. This is their first year all playing together. So like they're obviously they're gonna figure it out. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's kind of like don't the, have too many years left. It, like kinda, first but, year. but I'm saying it's kind of like the Browns. Like it's gonna take some time for them to all gel together. Like they I still think 
I still think Atlanta finishes with a better record than Tampa. No, I think Tampa finishes third in that division. I, I'm waiting on. I'm waiting on it. What happened to Atlanta, man? They used to be a really good wait, team. Wait, because I think they're going to be all right again this year. Now they started defense. rough, but I want to. Defense. I want to take it. Yeah. And own it. Tell them to call me. <laughs> I wanna, yes. Hey, uh, hello, Atlanta. Have you heard of Tyvis Bell? MVP, defensive MVP of the 2015 National Championship. I can't think of your GM name, but uh, you did work for the Browns at one point. Be sure uh, to call Tyvis. Tyvis Next question, NFC West. So Atlanta played Seattle. They mm. lost to Seattle. We kind of had Seattle as almost a consensus Super Bowl pick on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh that NFC West is crazy. Yes, it? it is. That is the Rams, the Cardinals, the Niners, and the Seahawks. Yeah. Is that the best division in football? Uh, it's between them and the uh, – I think it's between them and the uh, AF – the what is it? The, the NFC South. Is that the one with the oh, – The one we were just talking about. Yeah, I think it's yeah. those two. They, they're the, only thing, the only difference is the NFC South – I think you could run into some one eight and eight team in the NFC South, and then I don't know that Carolina is gonna put up th- a lot of wins. You don't think? Eh. You ain't buying it, eh. David. I mean, that's, I don't dislike hey, Carolina. I mean, they, I they was in it with Vegas. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but again, no defense being played on either side there. That, that, uh, I guess that defense do make it there. But you know what though? Hey, when it comes to late in the season, the most important thing to be able to do is run the ball. And guess what they got? A running back, so they'll definitely be in the games. So, NFC West, Cardinals looked great, beat the 49ers. Yes. Rams look good against the Cowboys, who everybody thinks is going to be good this year, even though the Cowboys are going to be 8-8 eight eight again because that's what the Cowboys do. <laughs> Seahawks. Why Seahawks does everybody dislike the Cowboys? It's kind yeah, of Well, because it's a, tra- it's a track record with the Cowboys. It doesn't matter. You could put everybody on the Cowboys. They're going to finish 8-8. Eight and, eight. Uh, <laughs> and then the Seahawks dominate. Uh, because and they look dominant, like they look yeah. so good. Yeah, they did really well. What's going to happen in that division? <sighs> That's, you know, I think um, I think it's going to be basically kind of what happened last year. I think it's going to ultimately come down to Seattle versus San Fran again. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have a bad fourth quarter like he did this game. Um, Arizona, they were hot. I, Arizona is going to be a team that's going to be the team to beat in about a year or two. I think mm-hmm. they, I think they, I, it's still something I feel like they're kind of missing. I think Kyler Murray just heroics is the reason that they won that game. Um, but I think it's going to come down to San Fran and Seattle again. And I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm biased because I play for San. Fran. I play for both actually. But yeah, that's right. I, I, I'm about to say I play for both. Um, so. But I, I'm more closer with the people that's in San Fran because I haven't been to Seattle. Like Sherm is like, like Sherm is like my big brother. Like me and him talk like all about who you know. Yeah, all me, about who me you and know. Sherm talk every day. Only. So with that being said, like I, I got to root for Sherm because like that's like I'm biased. It's a biased opinion. Like this is a biased <laughs> opinion totally. So you can't really quote me on it. So I, I'm gonna go for San Fran because I'm biased. <laughs> all right, that's fair. <laughs> All right, staying in that division for just a second. Can Aaron Donald become any more of a freak of nature, or has he just reached his <laughs> oh ceiling? Listen, listen to me. <laughs> it's only, it's only. All right, excluding Tom Brady, it's only two players in the NFL that I would say is just that I watch personally and said that that man is elite. Like he is head and heels above everybody else in this league. 
Davis, Aaron Donald. Yeah, and Khalil Mack. They're the only yeah. two people that I ever watched in the game and said, right. "Man, like that, like this, they are really special." Like I see why, like they are where they at because, like, they are just that much better than a lot of people. And I mean, I, when, I mean, when's the when's the last time you saw a defensive lineman just just take on a double team and just bull rush man, both of them? I had not this right here. That was, a, that was awesome. Yeah. Oh, did here you, you I'm mad how he did. I'm mad how he did. Boom. Boom. Did you say I'm mad how he did Zeke like that? And Zeke is like yeah. strong, but he like took Zeke off his feet. I'm like, dude, you hold on, now Zeke, my boy. You can't be doing my boy like that. Like, All, right, <laughs> All right, Tavis Powell, last question. Uh, you're not allowed to pick the Chiefs. Who wins the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, uh, I have wrote I I have already written down my my Super Bowl predictions for this year, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the funny thing is the Chiefs is in it, and the other team I want to tell you who it is, <laughs> but y'all gonna look at me crazy. I can't. I don't want to say it, but I come on. I, I, come on. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm gonna show it to you so y'all so y'all know that I got it. Let's do it. I so I know I got it written down. I don't. Think I made I don't this. Think... I made this on September 12, 2020. This was no, me. it's gonna be like Detroit. <laughs> oh? Yes, Seattle. Yes. Yes. Seattle. Oh, were we not supposed to say that out loud? <laughs> Did you, y'all see the y'all see oh. the date and the times? So September yeah. 12, twenty twenty. Yeah, that was, that was my, our pick. That's, that's that, it. That, that was, was my pick. that was my guess. That was our I. Pick. I have Seattle winning it all. <sighs> I think. I think their defense like takes that step to becoming an elite defense this year. I think their offense Mall is going to play. Yeah, ew, absolutely. Um, but also, I think Russ just like comes into another tier of elite quarterback level and is just slinging it this year. And they got a good running game with Chris Carson and like and know, Carlos and Hyde. Be, and Carlos Hyde. No Bucks. That's gonna be tough. <laughs> that's gonna be a tough team to stop. Yeah. All right, man. We'll, well see. hey, Tyrus we'll, Paul. I, I, uh, I, like I said, I, they definitely they did a lot. They they made some key heck yeah. uh, picks. Yeah. I think sometimes I think about that pass rush. It would have been nice if they would have kept Jadavion clowning, but dude, yeah, how good did he look, by the way? Yeah, he that oh, last night. Yeah, oh that, my god. That man's a freak of nature too. He for dude. all the people in Cleveland <laughs> were like, we don't even want him. I, I watched him play for Tennessee last night and I was like, <laughs> Hold on. I ain't nobody nobody in Cleveland better never say that they didn't want Jadavion clowning. Chad. Well, he clearly didn't want to be here. You know what I mean? Like, like, like we offered him the most money. Why the hell did you want to be here? You didn't like the city, right? It's a, it, I don't know. You people, know. people don't like Cleveland for their own reasons. I, I think it's, a, I think it's a great city. I think it's one of those. It's an honest city where you have to work for it, whatever you get, like whatever you want. Tavis, you know, Tavis is willing to stay and here I'll in f- Cleveland, work here. Absolutely, absolutely. I sure will. Wait, okay. <laughs> one, one last question. You don't have to say the city. <laughs> But like, is there a particular team like you like? If they offered you a contract, and let's say you had other offers <laughs> for lesser value, wait a minute, say that again. Oh, All right, like if this. there is a okay. city that offered you like the most amount of money you've ever expected from a contract, mm-hmm. but you had a few other smaller offers from cities you liked more, is there one city that was like, oh hell no, like no matter what they give me, I'm not going there. You don't have to say Ooh. the city, but like, does that exist for you? No. <laughs> okay. All right. Good to know. No, absolutely. Because that's what we're thinking with Jadavion. It's just like it's like we're giving you 
options, like different like year contracts. You know, but it's a lot that goes into it. He might not. It might yeah. like the Browns might play a scheme that he might not be effective in. He might look at the scheme and be like, ah, that don't fit me. Like I think, what, I think when, Mike Vrabel. Yeah, like I, he's Mike Vrabel. Oh man, he's been I with think Mike Vrabel. Vrabel was the biggest. Yeah, decision. he's been with Vrabel. They run the. Yeah. I think they run the three four, don't they? They were together in Houston. Yeah, yeah. and he's a stand up DN, yeah. so like it's kind of like you know it fits him. Mike Vrabel, shout out, Buckeyes. What? Buckeyes. No Bucks. <laughs> All right, Tyvis Powell, man, we've kept you long enough. Thank. It was so much fun having you on. We appreciate you, uh, Tyvis Powell. Again, I don't know if you heard, but he was the 2015. <laughs> Defensive MVP for the national championship, uh, but also get out. He doesn't remember it. He doesn't remember it, but we do. <laughs> yeah. We remember it's it. It's irrelevant to me. I got the ring. That's all <laughs> yeah. that matters. It's yeah. very relevant right. to us. Yeah. Uh, but catch Tyvis uh, on his really entertaining podcast. For real, go listen to it. Uh, just fair warning, though, they do it at uh, uh, B-dubs, and yes. so you're going to get hungry. Yes. for wings Ooh, while you're listening. Yeah. I think I'm about to start this thing where I might try a new wing every Friday. 18-minute wings, Tyvis. 18 that's, minute. that's on this list. Be 18 minute wings. I, was, I was straight ordered. 18-minute wings. Shout out to Mike. So Tyvis's podcast is called the No Cap Podcast, so yep. look that up. Uh, they are two episodes in, but really entertaining. Uh, but Tyvis, this was great. Thank you so much for joining us. We had a great time with you, and uh, we'll talk to you again down the line. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good night. And that was Ohio State Buckeye legend. And as we said a couple times, even though he didn't seem to care, we cared. Uh, defensive MVP of the 2015 National Championship Buckeye team, Tyvis Powell. What a great freaking guy. What a great interview. Again, check out his podcast available on your local podcast carrier. No cap. It's called the No Cap Podcast. Uh, really, really good stuff. So, uh, Tyvis Powell, guys, that was, that was freaking great. That was awesome. As, uh, I don't know. Just uh, what a what a what a positive like happy go lucky guy, man. That was awesome. Yeah, I, mean, I uh, like that is something that I will. I feel like I'm going to refresh the transaction list in the NFL weekly to see if I can pick up on Tyvis Powell <laughs> getting picked up, man. Because uh, uh, that's a guy that looks like he's ready to work. And 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 I'll tell you what, we Chad, you and I know this, Joe. You'll know this someday. Uh, he's he's a new dad. His kid's two months old. Uh, that changes that changes how you feel about work and how you feel about opportunities and work ethic and all that. Not to say that he didn't have a good work ethic before, because he, of course he did. But uh, things are different now, so I would love to see him get a shot somewhere. I bet uh, I bet that might be the last time he needed a shot. Yeah, oh, hundred percent. So hundred percent. So yeah, Extra it was awesome going into that. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to talk to him about calling his fiance his fiance, but you know, uh, besides that, uh, that's going to pretty much do it for us. Uh, guys, uh, what, what do you guys have before we take off? Joe, I know you got something. You I got, to... I got one last thing. Come on, Joe. And it's, it's just like the, the patriarch of the show, Joe exotic <laughs> gives. He's and the he patriarch gives. of our show. He honestly might be, <laughs> um, unofficial patriarch of the show, Joe exotic, Dad? but through his little family tree going to Carol Baskin, who debuted on Dancing with the Stars, I think last night. Yes. I'm yes. yes. During Dancing with the Stars, they aired this show from Don Lewis, the husband she killed and fed to the Tigers. Don Lewis's lawyer had an ad on Dancing with the Stars. I'm going to play it right now. Are you ready for this shit? Yes. Yes, I'm ready. Yes. Oh, my God. Wait, have you guys seen this? Oh, my God. No. No, 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 no. All right, here we go. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right, here we go. 
I'm Gail, one of Don Lewis's daughters. We are a real family, and to us, he was daddy. I'm Linda, one of Don Lewis's daughters, and we miss our dad. I'm Donna, I'm Don Lewis's oldest daughter. We need to know what happened to our father. I'm Ann, Don's former assistant. All we're asking is justice for Don. Don Lewis mysteriously disappeared in 1997. His family deserves answers. They deserve what? justice. Do you know who did this or if Carol Baskin was involved? What? What? Award has been funded. You can call the tip line at 646-450-6530. Or call our office at 800-LITIGATE. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Hold up. Hold up. They raised $100,000. For any what? information leading to the death of Don Lewis from 1997, mind you, that's 23 years ago. And then they aired that after Carol Baskin danced on Dancing with the Stars. Get out of here. I'm done. That was the cherry on top of this year. I'm calling, what was the number? 1-800-LITIGATION or something like that? I'm calling that number, and I'm going to say, I got a tip for you. Yeah. I need you to, I need you to drive down to Florida. And I need you to inspect some old tiger shit. And I'm going to guess you're going to find some DNA in that. <laughs> I love, how, it, I love how the ad specifically called out Carol Baskin. Like, if you know what happened to Don oh, Lewis, God. or if Carol Baskin was involved. What? <laughs> I don't know who the decision maker was on that, but that was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. brilliant. Oh, absolutely unreal. Incredible marketing. Uh, we can post a video. It is, um, as you would expect, um, from a Florida law firm. Um, <laughs> so you're saying it's shot, like shot on an iPhone 6, and everyone's wearing out. suits that are too small for them, clothes that are 20 years too old for them. All the weird shit happens it in Florida. Is what it is. All the weird shit happens in Florida. All the weird shit. I love yeah. that, and I hope they play it. I hope Carol Baskin stays on that show long enough for them to play that multiple times. Oh, and for them to oh god for them to like <laughs> can you imagine like if dancing with the stars was was complicit in in the arrest of carol baskin like <laughs> all i know is all i know is carol baskin's dance partner does not want to lose no 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 he's no. dead don't, he's dead if she loses because then they can expect some fresh tiger shit because his DNA will be. <laughs> there's a excuse me. There's blood in my tigers. Oh wait, nope. That's my husband. That's that's a finger. That's, that's my finger. dance. That's my dance partner. All right, that was awesome, Joe. I'm glad you could. I'm glad. You know what, Chad? I'm not even giving you a chance because I'm nope. just glad Joe could play us out on that. Nope. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have anything better than that. Yeah. No. How could we? Uh, that's gonna do it for episode 28 of the Garage Beers podcast. Uh, again, uh, go follow us on our social media pages on Twitter and Instagram at the garage beers. Also look for us on Facebook and then you can find us all individually because we're fun to follow on things too on Twitter at garage beers, Mike at garage beers, Chad and at garage beers, Joe. Uh, and so go follow us, share us with your friends. If you don't mind, hit that subscribe button and give us a rating on whatever platform you are listening. And we hope you really enjoyed this one. Again, our thanks go out to Buckeye. Great Buckeye champion tyvis powell uh for a, a, a great interview we really enjoyed having him on uh so for the guys here for chad over on the east side for joey down in nashville 
Uh, this is Michael saying uh, we'll see you again this time next week. Cheers, everybody. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.